Chapter Ten of Workhouse Characters. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by John Brandon. Workhouse Characters by Margaret Nevinson. Chapter Ten. Old Inky. There be two things that grieve my heart, and the third maketh me angry. A man of war that suffereth poverty. A cab stood at the door of the workhouse, and a crowd of children and idlers collected at once. A cab there often contained a lunatic or a DT case, or some person maimed or unconscious, generally something sensational. The cabman slashed his whip several times across the window to apprise the fares of his arrival, but there was no movement from within and an enterprising boy peering in through the closed windows announced gleefully why it's old inky and his wife drunk as lords a volunteer rang the bell and an aged inmate at once opened the door and finding that matters were beyond him fetched a liveried officer who gazed contemptuously at the cabman and asked satirically what he had got there i have just driven back the Duke and Duchess of Hinkerman, to the quiet of their suburban residence, after the arduous festivities of the season. Her grace was a little overcome by the eat at the crowded reception of the King of Bohemia, and was compelled to withdraw. I sent the footmen round to the townhouse to say as their graces would not dine at home this evening, so I must ask you kindly to assist her grace to alight. The crowd roared loudly at this sally, and the porter, opening the cab door, drew out an aged and infirm man, whom he dragged off roughly through the whitewashed lobby. Then he returned for the wife, a shrunken little body in a state of stupefaction, whom he flung over his shoulder like a baby, and then the hall door shut with a bang. The cabman looked rather crestfallen and requested that the bell might be rung again, and again the aged inmate blinked forth helplessly. I am waiting, said the cabman, for a little gratuity from his grace. His own brome not being in sight, I volunteered my services. The liveried officer again appeared, and a heated altercation ensued in the midst of which the master of the workhouse arrived and endeavoured to cut short the dispute, observing that his workhouse not being poplar, he had no power to pay cab fares for drunken paupers out of the rates. The cabman gulped, and dropping his society manner, appealed to the master as man to man, asking what there was about his appearance that caused him to be taken for such a damned fool as to have driven a damn pair of damn paupers to a damn workhouse unless he had seen the colour of a florin a kind-hearted lady had put into the old man's hand afore the police ran them both in he appealed to the public to decide whether he looked a greater fool than he was or whether they took him for a greater fool than he looked in either case he scorned the imputation, and if the master thought cabmen were so easy to be had, that he, the master, had better withdraw to a wing of his own workus, 
where he understood a ward was set apart for the observation of alleged lunatics the crowd roared approval and orders were sent that the old couple should be searched and after a breathless ten minutes spent by the cabman with his pink newspaper a florin was brought out by the aged inmate reported to have been found in the heel of the old lady's stocking the crowd roared and cheered and the cabman drove off triumphant master of the situation i found old inky a few days later sitting in a corner surly and sullen and pipeless having been cut off tobacco and leave of absence for four weeks i suppose discipline must be maintained but there is something profoundly pathetic in the sight of hoary-headed men and women who have borne life's heavy load for seventy and eighty years cut off their little comforts and punished like schoolchildren he stood up and saluted at my approach his manners to what he called his betters were always irreproachable i brought him a message from a teetotal friend urging him to take the pledge but he sniffed contemptuously like many a hard drinker he never would admit the offence i warn't drunk nor i never been drunk in my life cause why i got a strong ed can take my liquor like a man small wonder though ma'am if we old soldiers do get drunk now and then our friends are good to us and stand us a drop and we need it now and then when we get low-spirited and this work us and them clothes and he glanced contemptuously at his fustians do take the pluck out of a man we ain't got nothin to live for and nothin to be proud on and it takes our self-respect that's what it does the self-respect oozes out of our fingertips old blowy at st pancras workus he says just the same don't you know old blowy ma'am him is had the good luck to ride at balaclava i'm told some gentleman's got him out of there and boards him out independent for the rest of his life can't you get me out ma'am i ain't done nothing wrong and here i am in prison if it weren't for the missus i'd starve outside i can play a little mouth organ and pick up a few pence and my pals at the king of bohemia are very good to me i can rough it but my missus can't females are different and so we was druv in here the guardians wouldn't give me the little bit of out relief i asked for four shillings would have done us nicely they listened to some foolish women's cackle teetotal cant i call it and refused me anything offered the ouse as they say and though me and the missus half clemmed afore we accepted the kind invitation a man can't see his wife starve and so here we are paupers yes i fought for the queen and he saluted god bless her all through the crimean war got shot in the arm at inkerman and half frozen before sebastopol and i didn't think i should come to the workus in my old age but one never knows the world ain't been right to us old soldiers since the queen went 
I can't get used to a king, nohow. And it's no good pretending. And old Blowy at St. Pancras says the same. I suppose we're too old. I can't think why the Almighty leaves us all a moldering in the workhouses when she's gone. However, I'm a-going out. I shall take my discharge, if it's only to spite em, and show my independent spirit. And he shook an impotent fist at the master, who passed through the hall. It's warm weather now, and we can sleep about on the eath a bit. We shan't want much to eat. We're too old. A week or so later, I heard of the death of old Inky. He had been found in a half-dying condition on one of the benches on the heath, and had been brought by the police into the infirmary where he passed away without recovering consciousness. As we rattled his bones over the stones to his pauper grave, I said a sincere laus deo that another man of war had been delivered from poverty and the hated workhouse. End of chapter 10 Recording by John Brandon